Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm sure it wasn't like this, but in my head, I pictured two like great lords lounging around, <laughs> you know, getting fed grapes or something. And they're like, they're the, you know, the BCE equivalent of stone. They're on yeah, fucking right. whatever, some opium. kind of crazy mushrooms and opium yeah. or something. And they're just sort of looking out at the bay out there, you know, and one of them's just kind of like, dude, you know, it'd be fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a big ass picture of this, a big ass soldier, right? Just sort of <laughs> straddling that base. So every time a ship comes into the city, they have to stare at our metaphorical dick. What's up, Airheads? Welcome back, sort of, to Airstream Studios. Either way, this is another edition of Putting On Airs. I'm Trey, in the Airstream. Uh, there's Corey. We've told you for a few weeks now, leading up to this episode, that because of logistical matters with the two of us and the fact that we are separated by the entirety of a continent from one another, uh, we are going to have to fill a couple of weeks here with non-traditional episodes, including the one you're watching or listening to right now. If you're only listening, you may not even know yet that me and Corey are not physically together at this point in time, but we're still going to have a good time with it. He's coming out here in a couple of, right after Thanksgiving, we're going to do a whole nother batch. So we'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming. I'm, I'm blown away, honestly, that it has taken us this long to have to resort to this and i say that because you know the beautiful thing about technology now that the one of the only good things out of the pandemic was we realized like oh the physical constraints are no longer apply when it comes to entertainment if we want to do a a show with somebody from halfway across the world we'll just do it so we knew that we had this in our back pocket but i just want to take this moment to give us a round of applause because me and you have been known uh, mainly to ourselves maybe not by everyone else as being two completely worthless bags of shit for a, you know most of our lives and i feel like we've really done something here and it's amazing that we're just now having to do a remote episode i agree we do deserve all the praise it's truly heroic what we've done <laughs> uh and people should appreciate it even more than they already do uh, we should be lauded upon high, really, <laughs> uh, uh, horrifically underrated by society at large. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, we'll have fun with it. Uh, I'm going to be doing my Venn diagram thing. This was, and I'm a, I'm an asshole. This came from a suggestion during clearing the airs. Uh, I wrote it down in our show doc, but I did not write down the name of the person who suggested it. And for that, I am sorry. But no, they'll let you know. The subject is operas, 
And you Ooh. might you might think you might think upon a glance there's their trash don't fuck with operas, but they fuck yes, with one particular do. type of operas, the soapy variety. Soap yeah. operas hugely popular in trash America, as I hope we all are aware. And then of course the regular ass fat singing lady type of opera. Very popular with the fancy <laughs> folks. So that's Dude, what I'm going to be talking about. And then uh, we're going to have, is it history this week? Is it philosophy? It is history. What, is it, what is it this week? It is history with Professor Cho on the subject of one King Tut. I'm dude. Can I tell you right now? Ever since the uh, the suggestion of soap opera versus regular opera uh, got pitched, I've been looking forward to this, and I'm so so happy that you're doing it right now because neither one of us knew what we were going to do, which was a nice little surprise. Yeah, so we'll get to it in a little bit, but first, just shooting the shit somewhat. So I'm rewatching Game of Thrones, right? And um, mm-hmm. because of House of the Dragon got me in that mode, we could we could spend literally an entire episode of an adjunct podcast just talking about Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. But I'm only saying I was watching this one episode. It shows them. It shows some characters going to Bravos to visit the yeah. Iron Bank, the free city of Bravos. And and when you come into Bravos, you sail underneath the Titan of Bravos, which yeah. is that gigantic uh, statue of like a a Spartan looking warrior with a sword in the air. And yeah. you sail right underneath his big ball sack, which I hope yeah. is nice <laughs> yeah. and trimmed up. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped. Hope you had some Manscaped. Yeah, that's a free plug for y'all there. But anyway, yeah. you sail underneath his uh, colossal ball sack and you behold the majesty of the city of Bravos in the form of this gigantic stone warrior straddling the bay. It's super cool as a visual. It's also obviously directly inspired by one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the Colossus of Rhodes. Uh, have you ever had any sort of fascination with like the seven wonders of the ancient world or the Colossus of Rhodes specifically? Have you ever thought about or looked up any of that shit before? No, but surprisingly, I also am rewatching Game of Thrones. In my daytime rewatch, I'm on season two, but on my nighttime rewatch, I just started season six. When I got to that particular episode and I was looking at them do that before they got to all the bank fellers, I was like, God dang, like, how how did they do this even in the Game of Thrones world? Like, I know that dragons well, exist and whatnot. I, I think the answer in our real world and in the Game of Thrones world is whole Slave? bunch of slaves yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that, that's actually it's funny you say that because that's one of the things i was going to br- bring up and because it, it's like i was same thing i saw that i knew it was based on a real thing that really existed in ancient greece and i was like so i was sitting there thinking i was a little high and i was like god damn it is so wild that they actually had one of those yep. you know two thousand years ago or whatever and i mentioned it to katie and then almost immediately i was like of course you know i guess Sky's the limit when you got a whole bunch of slaves you can yeah, throw at a project. Sure like you can just sort of make things happen. Also, but I, I thought about because again, I was high. I was thinking about both the Titan of Bravos, but also the real life Colossus of Rhodes. And I'm sure it wasn't like this, but in my head, I pictured two like great lords lounging around, <laughs> you know, getting fed grapes or something. And they're like, they're the, you know, the BCE equivalent of stone. They're on yeah, fucking right. whatever, <laughs> some kind of crazy mushrooms and opium yeah. or something. And they're just sort of looking out at the bay out there, you know, and one of them's just kind of like, 
dude, you know it'd be fucking rad <laughs> <laughs> if there was a big ass picture of this, a big ass soldier, right? Just sort of straddling <laughs> that base. So every time a ship comes into the city, they have to stare at our metaphorical dick <laughs> as they sail in and behold the majesty. And it's like, wouldn't that be fucking cool? It's because it's like when I think about stuff like that. Again, I know they had all these like spiritual reasons and they were like t monuments to the gods and stuff. But yeah, it, right. also, it seems to me like it's like it was just really, really cool shit. For sure. Like some of that shit is just like it's just Dude. super rad. And they're like, we should we should have that. Like sometimes societies when they're just flushed with cash are like, let's do some rad shit. Well, and, you know, I wish I, I don't know if our version of that today is like blockbuster films or something. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? But like. I wish there was kind of more of that going on, or maybe I'm ignorant about it, but like that's something we seem to have lost just being super rat. Of course, we don't have slaves anymore. That is right. a problem. I mean, it's a it good is thing, a problem, but also a problem oh, in that right, regard. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just interesting well, to me. People used to do that. To go back on what you just said, you're talking about they were all for the glorification of God. I think that's how those two stone dudes pitched it to the taxpayers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, like, they did just want to do some rad shit. But the only way that you can convince the people that said rad shit needs to be done is if it's for the glorification of God, such as when a televangelist needs a big old jet or a big right. old house. You know what I mean? They yeah. want it just because it hits, but then they tell everybody, no, you don't understand. This is all for the glorification of God. But yeah, I, I think right. that it probably is exactly how it went down to super well, rich dudes. Well, because with the, leafs, the real, with those the, leafs on yeah, their head, got to have the leafs on your head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And a sheet round your butt leafs, yeah. on, leafs on your head, sheep, Round your butt, grapes in your mouth. Ring balled with the tuft. Ring balled with the tuft. Yeah, having grapes placed into your mouth by some form of some form of naked slave or half naked slave. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and just thinking about rad shit to do. But like, as far as the whole gods thing, the actual Colossus of Rhodes, it was like one of the Greek gods. It was the right. sun god, the sun god Helios. So I mean, it was like very directly a you know worship type of thing but it's also just rad but i was wondering and i could have looked this up uh but like uh, you can now if you want to but them old statues like that first of all i feel like they're real fancy in my opinion dude, like, dude, dude no, any statue is fancy even the goddamn confederate ones that we have they're i'm, I'm not for them but like a sculpture is like one of the more fancy things that you can do in art, in my opinion. I agree completely. And it's also like, and I'm just not up on, on art, like modern art, but like I go oh, to museums, either. I go to museums. Sometimes me and you have gone to museums together recently in the UK and everything. And I feel like sculptures now are more like just some wild vine looking yes. shit or like just a big, like this rock is crazy or some big like prismatic <laughs> yeah or they're like super colorful sculpture or they're yeah they're it's like a yeah. balloon animal like a giant balloon animal but made out of metal you know and shit like that and i'm just more of a like you know david and the the rape of persephone or whatever that one is you know what i'm talking about it's you know it's oh, about no, for sure. The one where the dude, it's a Bernini sculpture where old boy is pulling this lady away, I guess, and four, you as, can, to, four as to rape her. And that don't her hit. Butt. 
that don't no, hit, that don't but hit. like the way, like if you zoom in on his fingertips where they're grasping the flesh of her thigh and stuff, knowing that that shit is made out of fucking rock, like someone yeah, carved that out of rock absolutely blows my fucking mind. And I feel like that type of thing, I don't feel like it would lose its luster. It, I, I wouldn't look at a new one of those and been like, that's hack, been done. Yeah, right. You know what right. I mean? Like, it would still be impressive to me, I think. But maybe there's a whole school of that going on out there. I don't know. It's not like I'm up on it. But I just, I like that shit. That shit's cool love- to me. I love that shit, and I think that we're like I don't really keep up with new art, new art either, but mainly because of what you just said. Like I, every time I see it, I'm just like, that ain't it for me. Because I think <laughs> right. that we're, yeah, I think I think that we're in some sort of like revival of the abstract movement, where like that is the thing that is popular. Like you know, oh, they made a shape out of a thing you know it's like right. all right it gives a shit and like brian regan used to have that bit about like not understanding art and he's like i like it to be simple i was like man look at that look at that painting of a bowl of fruit that looks just like a bowl of fruit right and i like that shit i like I too. like I, I like super realist things like when someone now what i really love and it's getting uh it's with the technology of pens and stuff it's getting better now but like when you know people that like paint them paintings that you genuinely can't tell is not a picture because that's how fucking badass yeah. they are at painting right. i love that shit i love and to that me, shit too like, like i'm like i like okay you know what me and you like we like objectively good things we mm-hmm. don't like the subjective art because well, something like, that even a dumbass like me or you could look you know, at and be like you know it takes the skill inv- yeah right not like you know even, even we can look at it and be like that takes an insane amount of skill right. and talent for anybody to do that because frankly like most of the art that's popular now i mean in a lot like i don't know picasso even for instance like picasso is good because so many people that have a lot of money decided he was good. But if your kid painted that same shit, you'd be like, whatever. And then some people just do the thing where they speckle the wall and like, it's all up to interpretation. Somebody decides this is good art, but everyone knows that the Bernini shit is bad ass or was at least difficult to do regardless of whether you're into it. It was difficult to do. And that's what I'm into. No, I agree completely. That actually would be a good larger topic. Maybe I don't know what kind of art uh, trash you're into. We'd have to get into like uh, pop Civil War music sculptures. or something. <laughs> yeah. Confederate yeah, like, monuments versus but, Bernini. Wait, we talked about art real early on, didn't we? Before I before I think before I even started doing the Venn diagram stuff, I think I talked about art as an investment piece and stuff like well, that. You did. You it, did. I did. But, but we well, could, we could do it again. We didn't sure. cover all of art. We don't remember. People don't remember either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, but I was gonna like the whole like. It's amazing what you can do when you're willing to throw a bunch of slaves at a problem, right? Yeah. Uh, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, what kind of shit do you think people would do if they were still doing that today? And then I remembered that's actually happening right now in real time. And the answer to the question, what would we do today if we had tons of slaves to throw at a problem, apparently is build a whole bunch of billion-dollar soccer stadiums because... Oh, word? Qatar... Right? Yeah. Guitar in the With Middle the Q, East. they don't hit. No, right. They are hosting the World Cup, and they didn't have any of the infrastructure to host the World Cup, but they still won the bid, and it's been well documented that the way they've accomplished what they've accomplished is... Slave. Pretty much just slaves. So, Ooh. yeah, you know, I guess uh, the more things change, you know, yeah, like I'm right. sure I'm sure them soccer stadiums is pretty sweet, but uh, that ain't it. I've always said slavery don't hit, you know, like... 
I Always. too agree that slavery don't hit, even if you get beautiful uh, things out of it, you know. But yeah, I, you know, I actually, uh, when you said, when you were first talking about these big sculptures, I didn't even know you meant Colossus of the, is it Colossus of the Rhodes? Colossus That's of what, Rhodes. Rhodes Colossus is the name of the city. Of yeah. I was thinking about the Jesus one in Christ that, the Redeemer. Yeah. Christ the Redeemer, Touchdown Jesus or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's a modern. One. That, so, I, and I guess this is, it's one of those things where it's like, who gets to decide these things? But I guess it was some big poll in the early 2000s. They, because, you know, there's long, there's long been a li this list that's, uh, you know, just sort of regarded as legitimate of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Uh, uh -huh. And in the early 2000s, they said, we should do that again. And so they made like the seven wonders right. of the modern world. And they let a bunch of people vote on it and all that type of shit. But uh, Christ the Redeemer is on that list. Of It'd have to ones. be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that not... is like a modern example of the type of thing. And there, dude, there are every now and then I'll see on Reddit Wait, how or modern is that? I feel like it was like the 20s or 30s or something like that, or maybe... Okay, that's pretty modern. I don't know, maybe, like, definitely in the 20th century. But, like, every now and then on Reddit, somebody will post a picture of uh, some big-ass statue in Russia or somewhere yeah. else, and I, I'm like, how did I not know about this? Like, this is yeah, wild. Right. So, like, they do still exist. Um, you know, it's just they don't get the play they used to or something, or, like, well, they're, not you, all, it's, they're not all it's famous on the level of uh the christ the redeemer like i'm gonna tell you well to it's not as look impressive up. if you put this in here there's uh there's one called uh it's called colossi of italy mm -hmm. and it's this like old gandalf looking motherfucker like kneeling yeah. over a lake or something yeah. but he's massive and it's uh i mean it's pretty badass like they used to and there's one there's a bunch in china of just big yeah, no wild shit. shit you know what i mean so they do still get done russia's got a few well but you you, you, you know. got to figure it's just that the reason they don't get as much play now is because when they're made now everyone's like well yeah we've got cranes we've got the like of course right. you can do that now right. whereas back in those days the thing <laughs> that we marvel at it was literally just slaves on top right. of slaves, slaves all the way down, just slaves piggybacking slaves that were chopping away at something and then getting killed. Yeah. What else was slaves? So you've got the pyramids for sure. The yeah. And we're going to talk about that later in today's episode. The pyramids was slaves. Oh, right. Obviously right. we know. Yeah, I know this is actually a perfect. Combo well, the pyramids, episode. the pyramids are the only entry on the list of the seven wonders of the ancient world that survives to this day. All the all six of the rest of them are long are since gone. lost to the sands of time, but the pyramid still going strong, which is fucking insane. Absolutely but insane. The railroads, the railroads was slaves. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, cotton and stuff that was slaves. What was the Great Wall of China slaves? I bet it was slaves. I I don't know for sure, but I have to imagine that it, it was, was slaves. slaves. It had to what be else slaves. could be? What else could be slaves? Uh, I think pretty much anything. This from sounds back like in a really day. inappropriate game from yeah. Game Show Network. Was yeah. it slaves? Yeah, and I feel like that game would get boring quick because the answer is just always yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Did it hit? I feel like it was any, slaves. Any kind of architectural marvel or anything from way back in the day, like dude, it had to be slaves. Yeah, I mean, Colosseum just, definitely slaves. Yeah, 
Right. But I mean, basically, they made like them build any, it, and then they made them fit, and they fit in there, fit to the death. Yeah, they fit to the death. You, yeah, because you got to figure if if there was something done during a time when it was slaves, it would have been weird for them not to have made the slaves do it. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, if you got all so, these slaves laying around. Yeah. You know. So like basically every, pretty much everything universally up until like eighteen twenty something was slaves. Dude, it's no wonder that all these billionaires and titans of industry we have today so clearly really want slaves again. Yeah, because like, yeah, they're look what I could do. Yeah, they're like, imagine what I could do <laughs> if they just let me have fucking slaves for fuck's sake. Like, do you y'all know you, how hard <laughs> Amazon Prime would hit if I had slaves too? Like, yeah, that'd be crazy. Do you think that like billionaires and trillionaires now look at the old billionaires and trillionaires with an asterisk by their name, like Barry Bonds? Uh, like because they're just like, well, I mean, yeah, don't right. get me wrong, they were a billionaire, but like they but had slaves. Look at what slaves. I've done, right? Yeah, look at what I've yeah. done, and yeah. I didn't yeah. have ever slaves. Since, uh, yes, exactly. Like ever since slaves went away, that's the post steroids era of <laughs> yeah. baseball. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to being a rich piece of shit and building yeah. stuff. Like Aaron Judge should be walking around going, no, mine's more impressive. I wasn't yeah. fucking juiced. You know what I mean? Well, I have to imagine that Bezos kind of feels the same way, although Bezos is probably the worst example because technically his employees aren't slaves on account of they get some right. money. But, but that they but, Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. They it's like you can line. tell that like he keeps <laughs> He is as close to having slaves as you can legally be in the modern era. And if the government told him tomorrow, hey, you know what? We're fine with you having slaves. He'd have a shitload of slaves the day after. Of course he would. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He'd just take everybody's $5 an hour away. Yeah, dude. Of course he would have slaves. But yeah, John D. Rockefeller, that was a good one. He didn't have slaves. He did not. No. Oil, though. I mean, dude, getting in on the ground floor of oil. Yeah. That's wild. You know, like, yeah, you're going to be rich as fuck if you manage to do that. Have I um, done Rockefeller on this show yet? No, you did I, I the Biltmore. So. so we talked about the Vanderbilts, right? Yeah, right. So, but not Rockefeller. But I, I'm all for that, those dudes too. We've mostly done a lot of like European shit, but some American yeah. shit. But I'm all for yeah. like d- guys like that, you know, fancy shit from back in our day as well in this country. Yeah. Italians, what this holiday season, we'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everybody loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like a dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the code POA for free shipping and 20% off. You know, when I was a younger man, I tried to keep things trimmed up down there pretty regularly, and it was always a colossal pain in the ass. You couldn't, you know, nicking your neck is one thing, but nicking your sack, whole nother thing altogether, and it's almost impossible to avoid. That's why I'm so, oh, so thankful for Manscaped, for sparing me that horrific experience. They make it as easy as pumpkin pie to trim up your downstairs situation, Cho. Cho, Cho? I, lost, I lost you there. Did you throw it to me? I did, so I got, you're just okay, going to like fine. put that together and cut this yeah, out. Because like, it'll be fine on my end, right? Yeah, 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 it's cool. <clears throat> okay. 
Oh, man, I'm telling you, dude, Manscaped has saved me from nicking my sack. It's helped me out in so many ways. If you think your holiday spread is good, well, it's time to give thanks to Manscaped. Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. hey oh. Inside, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose and Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold all your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. We got one of those, by the way, from our good friends at Manscaped. And not that they want me to pick a favorite here, and I'm not saying that they all aren't great. They are. But my favorite thing is the Crop Preserver ball deodorant and the reviver toner because all of you guys out there know that no matter how hard you scrub your balls in about five minutes after you get out of the shower they go back to smelling like balls but that is not the deal here with the crop preserver ball deodorant i absolutely love it uh all their stuff is absolutely fantastic and gifting manscaped is the ultimate hack to becoming the family favorite so if you want to become the family favorite and do that, get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code POA. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. By the way, your balls will thank you. Listen, man, I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to just do me a favor and run on over to savewithconrad.com. Get yourself a quick quote. My man, Andy M just left us a five-star review over at conradreviews.com. And he had this to say, the effort and communication from Josh was above and beyond. We ran into several unexpected hiccups along the way, but Josh kept us informed and kept looking for options to get things done. In the end, we were still able to refinance to a 15 year loan, where we're going to be able to pay it off in 10. And we took enough cash out to pay off our credit cards, my truck loan, and even buy my wife, her very first new vehicle. We're going to save over $500 a month from what we would have been paying without the refinance. We can't thank everyone enough. Now guys, that right there is a win, win, win situation. Let me explain over the last couple of years, your house is probably worth more than ever. Now what you do with that equity is up to you. And what I'm going to recommend is we do what our man Andy did. Andy took himself from a 30 year loan down to 15 years, but he's planning to pay it off in 10. Now, how can he afford to do that? We got rid of all his credit card debt. Just like that, we got rid of his truck loan and we even got him enough cash to get his wife a new vehicle. The result, cheaper monthly payments. How does that happen? How do you get a new car, pay off a truck and get rid of your credit cards and cut years off your loan? You go to savewithconrad.com. We're going to get you cheaper monthly payments. And how's this for starters? No house payments for the next two months. That's right. You can skip your next two payments. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket and buddy. If we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. And here's the best part. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. I don't care if you relate here or there. Maybe you had a bankruptcy back in the day. Maybe you relate on a credit card. We're going to help you figure out how to get in the situation that your family needs now and long-term. We want to be your mortgage advisor for life at savewithconrad.com. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and get into it. You want to? Yeah. Venn diagram or fancy and trash overlap. Operas. Regular mm. and soap. Let's talk about regular operas first. Uh, what all like? What do you think of when you think of operas? How familiar Bugs are Bunny. you with operas? At like, have you ever looked into it beyond the cartoons? Like, does it no. fa- fascinate or interest you? Like, it, where are you at on operas? It's funny because 
you're asking me if it fascinates me and I want desperately to say yes because like it does but I've never actually looked into it but like yeah I'm I'm in I'm into that shit uh, I would be like I'm super into like you know I know that there was like women back in the day who like would hit such an insane register that they would shatter glasses and shit like right. that and I do love like the cry of the valkyrie like I'm a I love that shit um I, and but for real though all of my all of my knowledge of opera comes from watching Bugs Bunny and Mel Brooks. But like, you know me, I love musicals and I'm a very sing-songy person. And like everything I do, like I've never, I've never once had a, an act on stage that I polished up that didn't have at least one musical number in it. I love it. Now, granted in opera, it's a little bit different because most of the time I, I don't be understand what the fuck they mean. But I do like the idea of a story told through music. I just guess I need to learn Italian. But yeah, no, I want to know all about it, buddy. Let's do it. Well, so first of all, like, obviously opera's mostly enjoyed by the rich and the fancy. It's a fancy people thing and always has been. Like, when I think of operas, I think of, like, you know, some dude in a tuxedo looking through one of them little pairs of yeah. binoculars. Uh, you know, them little them little binoculars oh, yeah. you got? They're sitting up in yeah. the in the balcony and they're binoculing looking at some uh big old fat woman with braids mm -hmm. just singing her goddamn heart out yeah. uh and you know and Pavarotti and bugs Bunny, oh, yeah. like you said i and think of the three tenors and stuff yeah that's pretty much the only that that's about it for me but but as far as my trashness like being completely honest Opera is one of those things that like pretty much my whole life, part of me in my trash brain has been like, they're just doing a bit, right? Like this, <laughs> like, like this don't really hit for people, does it? Like, they're, I, dude, like dude, there's no way this really unironically hits for them. Like, this dude. is what is this? And I know that's completely unfair and very disrespectful no, to a it. wonderful form of art and presentation, but like, I'm trailer trash, and that's genuinely what I've always kind of thought no. in my head. I'm like, nobody really likes this. Dude, I swear to God <laughs> that for most, for most of my life, and kind of still now, that's how I felt about people who drink neat scotch with a cigar. Like, when you see, yeah. like, a group of dudes, and they're, it's all these dudes who are, like, otherwise fratted out, you know, drinking uh, Monster Energy drinks, but you'll see them, and they're all drinking scotch and having a cigar. I look at them, and I go, none of y'all like that, but you can't admit to the other one that you don't like that, so y'all all spend right. your whole life doing that. And right. I kind of feel the same way. Like, when you see a group of people wa watching opera, you, you almost want to go, y'all are there because you think you need to be there. Like, y'all like, are all, you know... It's like it's similar to the wine thing and art and all that to me, where it's like, and I mean, you know, wine hits, art hits. I don't mean that. Right. I just mean that, like, it's just an expectation. I feel like if you're in that right. world, like you said, they're like, none of them would ever admit that opera don't actually hit for them because, right. Or jazz. Opera is a thing that, you know, the the intelligentsia and the bourgeois yeah. like that's a thing that they like so if you're in that world yeah. you have to like it but dude i know i'm i know it genuinely does hit for people i'm not denying that it does hit for people i don't think it i does. just i just mean that like that's kind of what i've always thought but it about but opera. It, <laughs> it does no 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 it does hit for some people but it does not hit for everyone who says that it hits. 
I'm right. with you on that. I guarantee you on that. It's just that like their rich parents liked it or somebody, some other super rich dude liked it and they had to pretend that they like it. And it's just a, like in their brain, they don't think, well, rich, successful people don't go to the opera just because it costs a bunch of money. We go to the opera because it's intelligent and it's cultured. And that's the reason we have a bunch of money is because we're intelligent and cultured. Now you're, you're, you're more right than you are wrong. Right. So, and the other thing I always thought was like, I've never, I've never seen an opera or like a clip from an opera or an opera get parodied or nothing that was, that weren't in another language, Italian or right. German mostly. And that was nothing. I was always like, well, how do you, y'all don't know. Like, you don't even know <laughs> yeah, what the right. fuck. Like, and, uh, but apparently, and I didn't even know this, but back in the day, they used to, um, they'd give them out like little playbooks, you know, uh -huh. um, but for the opera and it had like all the scenes, the and lyrics, it had the English lyrics translated. So you'd have to like read and follow along with it. And now I guess in a lot of legit opera houses, they put like subtitles up on a screen that hangs over the stage. So like, there's always subtitles there, but it's really just because Italy, you know, made the shit. You yeah. Know right. I mean? Like Italy sort of might, you know, are the ones that made opera hit and then, and then the Germans got in on it and all that stuff. But like, uh, it was just, and also I read that evidently if you know about shit like that, uh, then English is a harder language to sing in an operatic style because okay, because their their language is more romantic. Heavy. Uh huh. It, they rely more on vowels and things like that, and right. it's easier Which to is sing like, a oh, vowel. Oh, oh, oh. You have to, right, exactly. There's yeah. more of that shit actually in their language to begin with. So English is just not well suited for opera, right. uh, apparently. But I looked it up, and like there are tons of operas that are in English. There also are tons of opera. Now, I don't know hardly any of them, but like, you know, there's like the super famous operas, you know, that we've all heard of at some point along the way. Like, yeah, and the Carmen and, uh, oh, yeah, like fucking Madame Butterfly and, you know, shit like that. Uh, but, oh, I haven't seen shit like that. That sounds like an yeah, opera. Yeah, shit like that. Into. That probably hits. It's like the yeah, Hamilton of operas, you know? Yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that. You know, and uh, Figaro. Figaro, 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 Figaro. Yeah, I like Figaro. I can Figaro. fuck with Figaro. But I was going to say, those are the famous ones everybody knows, and they get done over and over again. There are, like, people still be making operas. Did you know that? <laughs> know, like, brand new operas? Yeah, I mean, it's like, on the one hand, of course they do. But on the other hand, I didn't know that. But people do be making new operas. There's operas about, uh, like, a heavyweight boxing champion. There's, Word? Yeah, there's operas about, uh, did you ever see that Robin Williams? But you Robert mean in Italy, right? No, no, like that one's in oh, English. Really? It's American, okay. yeah. What was Robin Williams. Oh, do you, Robin Williams and, and Robert De Niro movie, Awakenings. Did you ever see that? Mm -mm. It's a drama from like the early 90s where Robin Williams plays this uh, psychiatrist or some sort of doctor who has these people who are like locked into their body. They're like paralyzed, but yeah. their brain is still in there or whatever. Ooh, and he, yeah, I know. I don't even want to get into that. That I shit know. is fucking Shoot me, terrifying. dog. You're my, yeah, yeah, hey, right. listen, you're my best friend. I yeah. don't want you to actually do the murdering of me because I don't want you to risk like having to go away for some time and be away from your kids. But like call somebody, set it up, smother you know my ass. This is a complete tangent, 
But who cares? I think, I think that's an interesting topic. Like, so that's where you stand on that. Like, you know, in movies and stuff, a lot of times, and in old yeller, you know, whatever, but there's this thing of like, take me out back and shoot me. It, well, but the, the idea that like it should be me. I'm the one yeah. who should do it. Yeah. And and I'm yeah. like now hearing you say that, I'm like, does that hit for people? Like what like you would you rather be killed by a stranger or would you rather be killed by me? If you want no. like you you want to die because you're a vegetable and you're totally on board, would you rather a stranger kill you or would you rather I kill you? <laughs> well, no, here's the thing, but you're you're there's two separate things at play here. I would rather you kill me because there's no one that I would rather spend my last seconds with than you. But I, because you're my best friend, I'm thinking for you, I don't ever want you to be implicated in my murder. So like, right. I would, I would just want you to set it up. Like I need you basically what I need. I need you to make sure you know my wishes. So you Dude. get this done now. Now, granted, if you do think that you can smother me with a pillow and get away with it, for, honestly, do it next time we hang out. Don't even wait until I'm in a coma. Com, 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 uh, it's just in a coma. I was trying to say a comatic state. Yeah, I'm, I'm, next yeah, time I'm, I'm getting all coma toed it up. I'm coma toe up, baby. <laughs> That's a great shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I would like, I don't know, like, because my, my mom tells me every day to kill her. Like not now, not <laughs> you mean just not, like right now? Like no, she no, just no, walks no, in, no. From, she comes back from church and she's like, "Please, just do it." No, End no, it. no. But but if I me can't and her, handle these bitches no more. <laughs> when we when we see things like like if we were watching that Robin Williams Robert De Niro movie, she would, I promise you, at one point in that movie, look over at me and go, "Corey, you know what to do if I ever get like that." Like she talks about it all the time because my granny has Alzheimer's and we saw what she went through, and my mom is just like. I don't want to be a burden on on nobody, and also I don't want to be a burden on myself. Corey, if you love me, you will kill me if I ever get like that. And I always tell her, I'm like, Mom, I'm not going to jet. Like, I'll holla at somebody, you know what right. I mean? But like, like if my mom, if my mom dies, people are gonna assume maybe it was one of her kids. Like, if she gets smothered, they're gonna think it was me. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, no, it's. You know, and I know this has been a thing. Plenty of people talked about it, Dr. Kevorkian and stuff like that. But it's like, if you're I'm in a situation it. where you will you will die, like you're being kept alive by medical apparatus or whatever, it. they'll, it is fine to just unplug it, right? Yeah, but, right. But if you're in a situation like these people were talking about in Robin Williams movie, where they're like locked into their own bodies, but they're going to keep living just fine. And they're not being kept alive by any kind of medical device. Yeah. Then you can't, you know, kill them. But like, that's really splitting hairs, isn't it? Like, why I don't it's know very why, much splitting hairs. why one is okay. And the other isn't, I mean, it's fucking stupid, really. I guess they well, feel like, you know, people, it'll be, Hard to prove, maybe that the person really did want it. But if you got like a will right. or you got something that states it, I mean, I mean, but, you look, know. man, if I'm getting all political or like trying to pull my politician hat here, I, I would think that like it would have to come down to if they had a living will or something. But yeah. like, but I would say that here's my thing: if they do, if this person has signed something or they on videotape says, "If I'm ever in this state, kill me," I I think you should be able to do that. Now you can't even do that, but I do think that like I don't know, it gets kind of it gets kind of murky when that person hasn't said anything. It's like, look, he don't hit. Can we just kill him? It's like I don't know. He like who knows? A, a miracle could happen. I don't believe in miracles, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but dude, I mean, I, I like, know. 
I've told it before on the Well Red Pocket. I don't want to get in, but I'm aware of a person, um, a person who uh, was in was basically his family was advised to pull the plug. Up. He was Comatoa from the flow up dog, <laughs> and and uh, his mama, his old sweet Christian mama or whatever, just wouldn't do it. And that motherfucker yeah. ended up coming around and coming out. Oh wow, yeah. Like I've oh, uh, seen it happen now? in my extended family. No, he like he definitely <laughs> he definitely were off, you know. Yeah, but right, like not right. not in a like that dude ought not be like in a way. pet you know cemetery I mean? kind of way. Not like, like, not like that. Guy. He was never the same again. But like I feel like it's just like you know he had a real bad wreck, and it's like if he had a real bad yeah. wreck and got brain damage, but never went into a coma, like he he was like that. You know what I mean? Right. But anyway. Yeah. I, well, so it's, I, it's now documented for me that it, if it ever becomes legal to kill somebody, like this is my will and testament here. I do if I I won't even say like if I'm in if I'm comatose up from the flow up. I'll say that the second that I don't have the ability to swing a golf club, I'll I'll even go that far. Like I don't really I don't really want to live anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not. Well, I mean that's taking it pretty far, but yeah. yeah. Like you, you may, you're saying you're like no, listen, arthritis, kill me. But yes, then, yes, yeah. yes. I, I am saying that. Gout again, kill me. Kill, All right? dude. Like, like, dude, if you've ever had, I it, throw if you're my out back out past the age of sixty five. Kill me. <laughs> well, like, you know, you got a really you, low bar for you. I do. <laughs> I mean, it's been well documented that I thanked God. Uh, after the, uh, about 10, 12 years ago, I had a super bad toothache and I literally, after I came out on the other side of it and got to the dentist, I, I literally like thanked to God that I didn't believe in that. I didn't have a gun in the house because mm. I was going to end it all, dude. It was so fucking painful that I was like, dude, I'm so fucking spoiled, man. Any minor discomfort, if my day, uh, alleviates from the path of hitting for me to not hitting for me kill me i don't need to be here yeah i've i mean i've always i've had a little bit of tooth shit but like i mean i people say like real bad tooth it's, shit is like it's, it's unbelievable. some of the worst I, shit that people can go through so it, it takes but, over your whole head i know this is right. a huge tangent but it takes over your whole head i had an abscess and like dude you you can't sleep that's the thing you can't sleep because the pain is so bad and i stayed up completely for three days three yeah. days solid yeah. so like you start hallucinating and in my hallucinated hallucinated state uh i wanted to kill myself very much yeah well uh <laughs> listen i i want to hear about king opera. tut but we got to at least talk some about soap operas and because of oh, the, go the, in. the timing now i think we're going to need to uh get into that i did want to mention i know they came up no, on the show going. before but like castrados that's a wild ass thing yeah they chopped their dicks off because women weren't allowed to hit or do anything really back in the right. day, including singing. They need somebody that sounded like a woman, so they just cut a little boy's fucking balls off or whatever, and boom, now you got a woman singer. Uh, so you know that's pretty fucked up. But also, like, and our buddy Joe Zimmerman had a bit about this in one of his albums. It's so funny. But like, there's this tradition, like you know, in music, there's encores and stuff, obviously. Right. Uh, but opera, for some reason. They're pretty extra. About, I mean, I guess opera is extra about everything. Yeah, opera right. is a pretty extra form. Yeah, but it's like, probably it's arguably the most extra there is. Yeah. Well, apparently in 1988, Luciano Pavarotti got 165 curtain calls. 
like what? after one performance. I dude, I don't even 160, know. 160. How yes. did his fat That's ass what, keep going back out there? I don't know how that is supposed to even be possible, but that's what I read. And again, Joe had a Joe's bit, I think, was about a separate instance where Pavarotti got like a hour plus standing ovation or something like yeah. this. Dude, he's really been jerked off by the crowd in his time. Oh, buddy, he's uh, he's one of the most jerked off men of all time in all ways you can talk about that. Right. Yeah. But uh, so I don't know. I thought that was interesting and all that mess. Uh, but yeah, 165 curtain calls. I'm trying to. What do you double, think the chicken or egg on the here. castrato is? What do you mean? Like, did they go? I bet if we chop this boy's balls and dick off, he'll be able to sing Hitner. Or did they cut somebody's come boy's dick and balls off? And he was like, oh. And they were just like, oh, there you go. Probably the former. I'm assuming they say, they saw some young singers go from being able to yeah. do that to no longer being able to do that. And they were like, well, right. that don't hit. We were chopping don't hit. off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, all I can find is just, but it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't see like the details, but on February 24th, 1988, Pavarotti received 165 curtain calls and was applauded for an hour and seven minutes How? after sing after singing the part of Nemo Reno in Gaetano Donizetti's uh, Yeah, listen to De Amore at the Deutsche Oper in Berlin, Germany. So, well, well there you extra. go. Pavarotti would literally beat anybody in verses because, like, how many, how. How deep into his back catalog of hits was he on fucking encore number hell 60? And also that type of singing, like, dude, singing in general, you talk to BJ, you talk to Lydia, you talk to anybody about like, they've got to treat their voices so well. And I'm not, I'm, this is not meant as offense to BJ or Lydia or Patterson, anybody. They don't have to sing like fucking Pavarotti has to sing. Like, He don't have no just like, I'm going to take it easy song. That motherfucker but, belts out his pasta sounds. But I think, and I'm, you know, I'm a little, uh, I'm ignorant in all this shit, but uh, a curtain call, I know I started it by saying, you know how encore, encores oh, are Oh, you thing mean he just music. came back out and said, but a curtain call, I think is just like, a, yeah, yeah, yep, I you're still right. hit. I do hit. Yep. Thank you. You're right. Thank you. I do hit. Yep. Bye. And then he's like, yeah. no, still talking about how much I hit. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I do hit. Yeah. And okay, that went right. on 165 times for a combined hour and seven minutes. Dude, so that's those pretty wild. fucking people are so up their goddamn ass. They right. don't. Nothing hits that hard. Dude, nothing hits that hard. Because let me no. tell you, I guarantee no. you Skinnered probably got you know they probably have done did several encores in their day but never like 165 curtain calls and like dude there ain't no way Pavarotti I guess to those people though Pavarotti rocks about as hard as Skinner yeah for sure he does but uh all right so yeah then on the trash side soap operas you know how soap operas are called soap operas I do Trey all right. It is, be- it is because uh, during that slot of broadcasting, that was the number one retailer that would buy advertisement. Yeah, they started as radio dramas, right? Like a lot of yep. things did. And Brought they to you were- by Ivory. Exactly. You know, back in the day, yep. people would be like, you know, Texaco presents, Yep. you know, uh, ladies doing sketches, but not many of them. Uh I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Mostly not ladies doing sketches. Yeah. yeah. Here's some here's some Jews hitting for you. Texaco presents. <laughs> Fart. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but in these particular types of entertainment, 
were mostly sponsored by uh, soap companies. So yeah. they called them soap operas like as a derogatory term to make fun of them. You know what I mean? Because they were so overly melodramatic and stuff like right. that. And I feel like, dude, I know we said trash people like soap operas and they do, but I, soap operas are like, like it, it ain't just trash people, right? You no, think? Like no, like no, because there's plenty not of old mammals and stuff who yes. are not trash mammals. They're just regular mammals. Fucking love them. Housewives who are not trash housewives, stuff like that. People just at home during the day, but like soap operas, the, dude, you know, it's hard to deny fucking dude. the the legitimacy of soap operas in terms of staying power because like it is fucking wild dude those things ever since i even got remotely involved in show business which i'm very remotely involved but like right. ever since then i've just been completely fucking blown away by soap operas because they yeah. do like they shoot like an episode Every day. a day and yeah, it's dude. not a fucking it's not like the ten i've i've known i've like I've heard from and talked to and met people that write for late night shows like the daily show and stuff like that. I'm working with a former daily show writer right now on something that we'll never see the light of day. Talk to them a lot about like the intensity of that schedule. Cause they film every day. They have to write and film a show every day. And it's like supposed to be insane. And I'm sure it is insane, but I feel like a fucking, it's like a way more insane bore, with the you know, soap operas. like drama, you know, where it's not just like, you know, on a stage with an audience and you're telling jokes and interviewing somebody, but there's like sets and dialogue and fucking a, th all a kinds through of line. Right. And, and, and those storylines go for you know, they're, wild they're not episodic, shit, but no, no, they don't. Matter, matter of fact, that is considered to be the defining characteristic of a soap opera. Uh, right. Because that was because that was unusual back in the day. They were kind of right. the only of course ones it was. that the narrative continued throughout. They're right. not episodic. And that was for a long time, that was considered the thing that made a soap opera, a soap opera was if it had a narrative through line that kept going, but yeah, they just, I don't know. It's objectively impressive. Like, it's uh, insane. like they, they're, they're ridiculous and everybody knows it. I would argue that's part of their charm really, but it's right. like when you consider just the logistical and pragmatic, concerns of making a show like that for that consistently and for that long it's wild i just like i give it up to him man like it's i give a hell it up to him too and like as an actor too like you got to think about it a couple different ways people that are like soap opera actors are like you know for, they're like the butt of jokes they're made fun of they're not really good actors or whatever but i'll tell you what they do they do more than most real actors they fucking work, boy. Mm -hmm. If you get cast on a soap opera, you might get made fun of by your peers, but you cash in a check and you've got a stable job. Like me and my grandmother watched. Uh, and, and to go back on your point, no, it's not just trash people that watch it. And mm -hmm. if it was, I think more of them would be set in the South. But I, I think there's plenty of like, you know, bougie. Is there, is there a Manhattan set in the South? Because I've never thought about it. But now that you say that, that's wild to me that there isn't. Yeah. Like, I would well, think there'd think, be, like, a you know, Southern Bale debutante ball type of, you know, yeah. like, soap opera or something. Yeah, they, like, they can, you know, Dallas was, like, considered a soap type or whatever, and it's set in the South, and I think it was geared towards people who like soaps. But, like, now, as far as I know, like, 
Now I'm 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 only speaking of the ones that I can come off the top of my head, which is the ones me and my granny watched, which was General Hospital, Bold and the Beautiful, and Young and the Restless. I'm oh, pretty damn, sure we that, was we was Days of Our Lives. Me and my grandma, I, days of days of our didn't lives, watch days, she, days of our lives, and Young and the Restless was her two jams. And staying with yeah, her hers, in the summertime, I watched them all the time with her. Yeah, Granny's big two. General Hospital was like an every now and then thing, but the big two, and they came on back to back, was Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless. And, you know, it was crazy because I watched them from the time I was a baby up until the time my granny died, and it was the same people on the show. Uh (laughs) It was the same motherfuckers, dude. Oh, Victor? Victor, Victor. Victor Victor from Young and the Restless, yeah. Yeah, he he also played uh, he played somebody in oh he was in Titanic that's what it was he was in Titanic yep. yes he was because he's 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 one of the dudes that like yeah he he's a soap soap opera actor and gets made fun of but like that dude could fucking bring it man Victor was yeah. the shit he was a menacing motherfucker but like I, every now and then I will his name is like ban- uh I can't remember his name. It's like a German name or something. But like every now and then when uh, when I'm bored, I'll just go relook at his IMDb just to be in awe of how many episodes of one television show he's in because it's fucking crazy. But those dudes, they stay working. Like if you get cast as one of the main family members in a soap opera, you're basically there until they're like, well, we got to kill him and put his brain into a girl. You know, and then that's it. Right. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. Again, it's like when you consider how many storylines they have to tell and for how long and everything, mm-hmm. it's no wonder they get crazy as hell. Cause yes, I mean, they do, they get wild. Wild. Like, I looked it up and some of the crazier storylines and Marlena Evans on Days of Our Lives got turned yep. into a Jaguar uh, in 1995. <laughs> and it's funny cause that in was in 95. Yeah, that was my yeah. day of watching Days of Our Lives. Right, you know? me like, too. I was yeah. probably watching that storyline. Uh, Just like, yeah, checks out. But yeah, one woman turned another woman into a zombie on the show Passions. Uh, and also in Days of Our Lives, they went through a whole Garden of Eden plot line. Uh, it says on Passions also, Teresa raped Ethan and stole his wife's embryos. So that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> Erica Kane's aborted fetus came to life on all my children. Like they, they, they by the get, way, they get cloned and shit. There's aliens. Like I mean, do you it's know? Do you know what these? Wild. Do you know what these storylines sound exactly like? What? Attitude Era WWE, brother. It's yeah, because people right. all, they yeah. they do, but like people often said say right. that like. So wrestling is soap opera right. for men, and it is right. like it, it is totally because is. In, that's exactly in wrestling. What it is. Like, there's some people on the outside that may think like, "Oh, well, they just they they watch the wrestlers in their play fight, dude." That's barely even part of it. like that's a big. I mean, like that that's the payoff. That's the payoff. But there's a there's a why did these guys get in the ring together? Well, there's a paternity suit out against him right. and his kid and all yeah. this shit. And goddamn, your mayor, uh, yeah. Kane, uh-huh. mayor he Kane. he. He had sex to a dead lady, mm-hmm. Katie Vick. So yeah, well, there's you no know, he like you were reading he, those off, and I was like, "This is just like Katie Vick." He's undead, right? He's the Undertaker's brother. I mean, I know his brother, yeah, he's brother well, Kane was, but like, is well, they undead? This is, yeah, so they're undead, but then like you know that one time Kane accidentally lost his mask, so they wrote it into the storyline, and then he went from being. 
I'm going to say it. This is what they used to say. He went from being, quote, the big red to mm-hmm. being corporate cane, where he didn't yeah. have the mask anymore, and he came with the briefcase, and they just, like, hand-waved it. They're like, yeah, he's undead, but now he works in the front office. So my point is, is, like, wrestling the same way, because re- wrestling isn't episodic. Wrestling keeps well, going forever, so they get crazy. What's funny about that is, I, I'm sure they probably didn't do this, but, like, there's, like, some social commentary in that that you just laid out. Of course. Where it's like, you know, what's the difference, really, between a bloodless, yeah. soulless demon from the underworld and a Wall Street guy, right? Yeah, like right. it's you know he's the same guy, and it's not even logically right. inconsistent. I'm sure I don't know if Vince McMahon was thinking that, but uh, he may but, have been. Yeah. But no, dude, like you're right. Like and and wrestling is soap opera for the same demographic of men as their wives who like the fucking bold and the beautiful. Yeah, I uh, I've told you this story before too but not on this show so i'll retell it briefly because i always thought it was hilarious i read a anecdote on reddit and like a wrestling thread of this guy who said when he was like 11 years old he won some contest uh and the prize was dinner with your favorite wwe superstar right (laughs) and he got dinner with kane but Kane showed up in full regalia with the mask on and everything and just sat at this like Norman Rockwell family dinner situation and refused to speak or make eye contact. He just sat there all demoned up while they were like, so what's the undertaker like or whatever. And he never said a word to anybody just sat there for an hour and then left. And I've always thought that was so fucking funny. Fucking K fabed yeah. him, son. And like, you know, say what you I will feel like about you the guy want now, that. but like, like it, you that, know what yeah, I mean? You do. You want that Dude, you from do. a dinner with Kane. You, like you, you do. don't want him like, sitting there like chopping it up about the fucking balls no. or whatever. No, dude. <laughs> like, trust me. Trust me. When re- when there's famous wrestlers at these conventions and they're like famous for being a heel, they're dicks to people and it hits yeah. for everybody. They fucking right. love it. So back to back to soap operas, because I love it and I got a lot of thoughts. Mostly I want to talk about insanely impressive they are. I want to talk about watching them with my grandma i wanted to talk about the insane storylines but the reason for that and all that shit but we already kind of you know touched on all that and you said you have a lot of thoughts on well, it so what were you wanting to get into okay this is what i wanted to ask you i assumed it may have come up in your research however much you did but we were just talking about operas and how you blew me away with they're still making new operas are they making new soap operas or is it still the big tent poles and they're just still continuing uh, well, I mean, I know they have at least somewhat recently because, like that, I mentioned it a couple times. The show Passions, that was a oh, yeah, uh, that was a modern soap opera on NBC that was in like the aughts. You know, I think it's over right. now, but it because dude, a lot of them, yeah, they go some some of them go back to being radio dramas. You yeah, know, in like the forties and fifties, and they've just kept going literally to this day. Same storyline, uh, but they, I don't know about American new ones, but I dude like Mexico. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Spanish-speaking Telemundo. countries, te- telenovelas or whatever, like mm-hmm. that type of shit. That that version of soap operas, I know they stay. You know, it makes so much sense. You know, we talk about how the overlap between rednecks and Mexicans. It makes a lot of sense that the abuelas are super fucking into soap operas. Absolutely, and shit. yeah. Well, well, but they. Uh, I mean, you know, you mentioned Dallas, but I would argue that yeah. like Bridgerton, right? Yeah. It, I mean, that's a that's just like a whole dark. That's a high dollar soap opera, in my opinion. That's that's pretty yeah. much all that is. It's just a soap the only, opera with insane production value, and 
you know, only 10 episodes a season or whatever, right. as opposed well, to every fucking day. Well, and there's, there's your difference right there. It's Absolutely. any show, any show, like imagine if Lost filmed an episode every day and was still on the air. <laughs> you know what I mean? Any show that if you do it every single day and no one ever tells you to quit will jump the shark completely i mean jump the shark is a term that's not even used for soap operas because you know any tv show that goes on long enough so like that's like my point is i i would have i would kind of like to go back and look at like the early days of this of the same shows that we used to watch when we were kids and see how on the rails they were you know because right. they probably started out just like completely normal and then eventually they were just like God damn, we just signed a contract for 20 years with these people. We got to up the ante a little bit, you know? So, I mean, according to a very cursory Wikipedia search, it looks like that show Passions, which started in 1999 and ran to 2008, according to this, it looks like that was the last, like, new American new soap, soap opera, opera. And there hasn't been one since. There needs to be, like, I, I was going to say there needs to be a parody of a soap opera, but, like, you kind of can't. Like right. if you were just to, because if you're turning bitches into Jaguars in 1995, like what the right. hell can we do getting a writing? Not that it's not that it's easy to be a writer in, in any world, but like, I feel like getting a writing gig on a soap opera would be pretty fucking cherry. Like if you're Dude, the one know. that's you already off the rails. Be, I mean, I know you can kind of do whatever you want. Oh, right. Do Cause you have to that. do it every like day. The standard yeah. isn't high, but just yeah. the sheer volume, the man, volume, you're right. The volume would be harder. you have to put out. That's got to be pretty hard. They've That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, when you just think about just the reality of what has to go into making one of those shows, it's like, right? It's fucking impressive. <laughs> like, it, it, it for is, everybody it is involved—the actors, the writers, the producers, the set people, the costumers, the directors—all of them. Like, it's you know, it ain't no joke, dog. That's well, just, and, that's just for real. And they're still on. Like right. we see, we see wonderful shows get canceled all the time. Wonderful shows that don't get the last two seasons that they deserve because of the ratings or whatever. And, and obviously a daytime drama, the bar is set a lot lower because it's like, well, we, we can only get a certain amount of people watching because everybody else be at work. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's definitely true. But I know daytime TV has been like a gold mine for a lot of people oh, because of Ellen and stuff. You're yeah. right. You're right. But that audience that's there is very like stable. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Right. It's like it's old people, retired people, it's housewives, stuff like that. People that are at home during the day. Not I mean, think about it. It's not, not just soap operas, man. Like the price is right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. Like if you hit on daytime TV, you can fucking ride that thing out forever because that's true like, most of the daytime do. and and also i bet i bet you i bet you advertising during the daytime hasn't taken the same hit that it has yeah. in prime time because it wasn't as much of a like prime time used to be 30 million people watching you know right and that was a huge drop off i bet daytime tv i'm sure there's been a drop off but i bet it's nowhere it near as pronounced yeah. so like you're it right. Hasn't the people that, them the same way, I would imagine. But I don't no, know. I'm no. pulling that out of my butt. No, no. Well, no. But I mean, to to go up your butt with you and pull some more stuff out, as I like to do. Uh, you're probably right because the people who are watching, like your Oprah watchers and your Ellen watchers and your Prices Right watchers, they're not the cord cutting streamer types. No, you know? right. They're like around they, the they, house. They got the TV on, and it's yeah. like, and that don't that don't change. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
in that way. You can have the TV on and have it be on Netflix or whatever. You can, but also you can just turn it on, put it on CBS or whatever, and just roll with it. Yeah, because I mean, like, you know, I, I always think of like, you know, I hear like, oh, The View uh, adds such and such. And I'm just like, who the fuck still watches The View? My fucking wife's grandma still watches The View. And you know why? Because it's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is on. And that yeah. that certain generation of people, they still have a very three nine twelve mentality about shit. They're just like, hey, I mean, it's I, do you watch NBC or CBS? Well, I watch CBS during the morning. I watch NBC at night. You know, whatever the fuck. But yeah, dude, soap opera. Hold on, what's three nine twelve? What is that? I don't know that phrase. What is that? Oh, really? So that was the big. That was like three was NBC, nine was ABC, and twelve was CBS. So like, whenever that's you hear people say, "Well, where you're from, right?" Th- where I'm from, yeah, where I'm from, yeah, yeah. Because th- okay, like, well, that, that's why I didn't. Know. Those numbers are different for everybody. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, if you didn't now, that was if you didn't have cable. Like if you just had the rabbit ears, it was three, nine, and twelve. Because uh, where I'm from, it was have, just two, four, five. That's what. It was, yeah, it was right. Two, four, five. Now ours was. Ours was three, nine, and twelve. That was three. Was like I said, NBC, then uh, ABC, and CBS. But if for some reason when you had cable, it became four, ten, and thirteen. I don't know. It all just jumped up one or whatever. But yeah, three. So like when we like that's I, I've you know what I've never been called out on that, but I've definitely said that a lot. I was like, yeah, when we was kids, you just had three, nine, and twelve, and everybody just fucking rolled with it. But of course, it's people that I'm talking to around here. I guess that makes sense. All right, well, you know, I think that's about all I got. I want to get into uh, King Tut. You want to? I'd love to, Trey. History of Professor Cho, right after this. Oh, God. All right. Hey, you ready for history of Professor Cho? I am, yeah. On the subject of King Tutankhamun. Uh, How do you say the mm-hmm. full thing? Or are we just going to roll well, with Tut the whole time? Well, we can just roll with Tut, but actually neither of those are right, Trey. Oh, okay. Well, before you start we, schooling me, the only, I, only thing I think I know about King Tut is like his tomb was found in the modern era relatively so it was a huge deal it's like the opening of Mm -hmm. this you know an ancient tomb and that's why he was such a big deal and he was like a boy king i think and i feel like i've seen somewhere in recent times that they now think that maybe he was not exactly a looker he was you know (laughs) he maybe didn't hit physically on account of sister fucking and stuff maybe i guess i'm not sure on that but that's uh and steve martin did a thing about him that's that's all i got yeah, that's exactly the amount of shit that I knew about him too. He's he's one of those he's one of those things that like you've heard about him your whole life, so you assume that you're like, oh yeah, I know about King Tut, and then you start reading, you're like, oh, I didn't know that shit at all because like we just know surface level this dude was a pharaoh. I don't even re- I don't even know that I knew the part about that he wasn't dug up till recently like that makes sense like to me I, now I, relatively recently no I no mean. it I, is I relative. Mean, it in is sort of like the modern era yeah. like well the, the, my point is is that like the reason that we've heard so much about king tut and that he is more famous than all the other ones is because of that like that's why yeah because right, right. He, yeah because he wasn't dug up until uh uh 1922 we didn't know shit about him uh so by the way i need to ask this up top can't 
and I'm I'm being serious. I'm I'm asking a real question, and this relates to Steve Martin. Can you be racist against Egyptians like you can Italians? Because uh, you can I, like against Italians. Ancient Egyptians, I think you can. Yeah. You can make fun of them for being pharaohs and having slaves and worshiping cats and you know right. having wolf head gods and stuff. I think all that's fine, but like a right. modern Egyptian, I don't think you, yeah, you just start going in that. on them or like okay. impersonating them or whatever. Because I mean, you know, they they'd be brown. I wouldn't even brown people. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's Italians, true. I wouldn't even know. They're, they're white. fine. They talk about yeah, being right. olive skinned or whatever. That's fine. You white, but Egyptians, they're uh, not white. So I think that's that's always been my sort of rule of thumb. But I, again, yeah. ancient ones, I think are are on the table still. Okay, cool. That uh, that works out for me. All right. So King Tut, he was the, he, there. His tomb finally got discovered in 1922, and the reason that his his tomb hadn't been discovered is because it was a relatively small tomb, and so like all these like old grave robbers and stuff, it just wasn't on their radar. And the reason it was a small tomb was a because he was a small person; he was 19, but but b his death was very unexpected. And so they didn't have like this grand thing prepared for him. And once he died, they were like, well, we got to get, we got to get a new Pharaoh in here. So whatever. So they just kind of like threw him in whatever hole they had, mm -hmm. you know, just but, like the but, closet of a pyramid or something. They were like, yeah, oh, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's teeny, teeny, tiny. So like them finding it in 1922, it was like, holy shit. And, Crazily enough, even though he was a pharaoh, and now we know—I say we know a lot about him. There's not really a lot about him because he only lived to be 19. First off, he was born in Egypt's 18th dynasty, uh, which was from 1550 BC to 1295 BC. He dies at 19. He only ruled for nine, so he was on the throne at 10. He he dies at 19. He got on the throne at 10. He gets killed, which, by the way, is a huge mystery. No one really knows shit about it. And it's like, obviously hard for us to know anything about it since the only re like we just started having records of this guy because they find him in 1922. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. And then they start digging around from some other stuff. And they're like, Oh man, this guy was actually a Pharaoh. I wonder why we don't know anything about him. So they start doing like the autopsies and stuff. Turns out he had a club foot, uh, mm -hmm, scoliosis, right. Right. Like eight different types of malaria. Uh, he, by the way, reportedly has one of the very first cases of malaria that there ever was. Like trailblazer, buddy. Tra abs absolute trailblazer. The, not uh, the mal he, not the malaria, but the rest of that. I mean, was that was that from sister fucking? Is that what that was? Yeah, about? he yeah. he fucked his sister. His parents were both like brother and sister. Their parents were both like brother and sister. Like we talked about this in the Cleopatra episode, but like when it comes to incest, <clears throat> England didn't have shit on Egypt. Like they would at least no, be they like were the Targaryens, right? Like yeah, they were fucking yeah, they, full bore with it. Yeah, I would say that the Targaryens are like one hundred percent based more on this type of shit because like they were like they were the most incestuous that you could be. They there's also like I don't want to say rumors, but like they're they're studying his bones and stuff and the way he was shaped because a lot of people thought at first that they were like this is a woman and they were like well no it can't be a woman because the he way hit. He, yeah because he hit like the way in ancient the, times. Yeah, right. Women do right hit now, but back then. But I mean, but off of Cleopatra, she had she was a woman. Yeah, I guess you're right. But it, but but 
the outside of his tomb was that of a pharaoh man you know what i mean because he had three coffins for the record he had your your top coffin which was like the big old shell of him and then it was like a russian doll situation getting down to finally the main coffin over him which was made of solid gold not gold plated oh, made shit. of so absolute solid gold and i was thinking about it, that well, in my it, research it's funny to me that like you said they didn't expect him to die. They didn't have all these lavish plans, but they were apparently like, well, the least we can do yeah. is a solid gold inner, inner sarcophagus. Now, we're going to need at least two more sarcophagi, right? Or, yeah, right. you know, because that would be disrespectful. But the innermost sarcophagus, solid gold. I think we should at least give the man that. Well, the reason is, is that was part of their religion. Like, they truly believed that in the afterlife you had to take shit with you so that yeah, you right. could so it, isn't that why they like killed all their slaves and horses and yep. stuff like that because so they yep. could go with we them in the afterlife yeah. yeah yes they would bury the slaves with them so that they could have their slaves in the imagine imagine the you're a slave forever and then you finally get the sweet release of death and then you wake up and realize that you have to be a slave for eternity in yeah a slave in heaven or whatever it's funny that like and i mean i get you know it makes sense considering the people we're talking about but it's funny that they were like yeah the gods totally down with slave like the gods ain't going to respect me if I show right. up without my slaves, <laughs> yeah, like right. the gods are going to be like, who's this fucking jabroni? I ain't even got no slaves here. You know what I mean? Like it's a wild guy. But back then, dude, gods was way more metal. You know what I mean? Dude, like back dude, then, they it were... was like gods were not benevolent. They, they did not fuck around. So I guess it does make sense that you would think that a god would be down with slavery in that world. No, dude, 100%. And the thing about their afterlife was is that, like, he actually, he was going to have, like, a, per their religion, he was going to have, like, a dual afterlife. Like, he had his afterlife as a person, but then he also, in the afterlife, re resurrected into a god and then would have to, like, be a god amongst, uh, above people in the afterlife. And he had, like, a split spirit or some shit like that. So some of the stuff he took was, like, because he was anointed as a god and then the other stuff was just like they literally thought like he's got to take all this shit with him so like here's some things that were left here's some things that were left in his uh coffin he had 130 loincloths in there which is like their underwear mm -hmm. so you know that's for like he's got ha you know half a year he's got oh yeah well dude that's the first thing you gotta pack you know what I mean? Yeah, for you sure. You got to make sure you got to pack your underwear. That's like number one. So that makes sense. You know, if you go into the, to the, you know, river sticks, which that wasn't them, but whatever you're going to the great sand dunes in the sky yeah. or whatever they believed, you're going to need fresh underwear. You know, he had underwear. He had like a bunch of cake, like a ton of cake, a whole bunch of meat. There were like 200 containers of food all together, 30 jars of wine and cups. Also in his tomb was a dagger that had been carved uh, out of a meteor. So thoroughly prepared. Cool. Third, but here's what I don't understand about all the, them, them leaving this cake and this wine and shit like that right. for him to take into the afterlife. Do they not yep. then come back and check right. on the tomb and be like, well, that shit's still here. Well, my thing with it also is like, I'm assuming they believe the afterlife, you know, was eternal or close to it. So they it's did. like, they, well, they'd have to 
That ain't even like, enough. I know it's a bunch, but they got to be like, dude, six months, he's going to be fucked. Like, right. So like, what is the like point how, of putting like, any of it in? It's a it's an opulent amount, but it also is nowhere near enough if you're talking about eternity. So I don't really follow the logic of these it, ancient pagans. <laughs> no, I don't either. A little bit more about his history. So the in, in the years before he rose to the throne, Egypt was really going through some some bullshit. There was this dude named King Amon Hotep. You ever heard of him? I've heard of Hotep for sure. He's believed to be Tut's father. That's what that's what everybody Am- believes. A M M O N, A M like Amen, and then Hotep. Amen, Hotep. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he's he's believed to be Tut's father, and so what he this this by the way is one of the reasons that we th- that that everybody thinks that King Tut was discarded from history. So that his his supposed dad had turned away from his culture. They used to have many gods. Like, that was their thing. Like, they got a god of sun. They got a god of the moon, god of water. Like, you know, like Greece shit. Like, every there was a god for everything. And he was just like, no, there's one god, and that god is called Aten. Uh, which, by the way, a lot of these gods' names and shit are just from Moon Knight. Like, it's them dudes. Like it's yeah, you right. know Aten and uh, and uh, K- what was the other one? Uh, you got the good memory. <sighs> if you had, oh, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you, but I don't. Yeah, I can't well, remember it, right now. There was all them that was there was all them types of God, and then he was like, no, nah, there's just Aten, right? And so he changed his name to Akenhaten or whatever to like be like the you know, me and this God, we we boys or whatever. And so he named his son. Like like I said, they say it's his son, Tutankhaten. His name was actually Tutankhaten. I don't even know where the fuck Tutankhamun comes from, but he named him Tutankhaten, which meant living image of Aten. Uh, so, but then he dies in like 1336 after like 17 years on the throat. His nine-year-old boy comes into power, and the ki- the the boy restores back to the old guys. He's like, no. It wasn't that one God. It was, it's the old gods, right? But everybody had like gotten real used to the fact that there was one God. So now it's like, you know, we always say that like same hits, different don't hit. Well, like I assume when Aachen Titan or whatever first said like, no, there's one God. People were like, no, fuck you. That different. That don't hit. But after 17 years, they had gotten used to it. And then when King Tut, comes along he's like no 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 it's all the gods and then he has a brief short reign and then after him they were all just like can we just fucking pretend he never existed and go back to what his daddy said so like they just erased like all of his shit uh the rest of his yeah because he was it upended the apple cart or whatever and they're like no we like the apple cart the way it's supposed to be. So we just exactly. gonna pretend he never was here and he didn't have no apples to spill everywhere and just go back to, you know, regular apple ways. Yeah, pretty much. And so the his, he had a very short reign and it was actually pretty unremarkable. Like, again, the only reason that this dude is famous is because he's the newest pharaoh that we ever knew about. And ever, you know, the, his fame comes from like, why was this guy erased from history? Uh, so some, some scholars theorize that royal advisors and priests were basically just using him as a puppet. Like, and, and it, I, I read that and I'm just like, yeah, he was right. nine. 
no of course, shit. Yeah, right. Right, exactly. I would have assumed that that happened all the fucking time in scenarios like that. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that are like, no, they 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 got rid they got rid of all his memory because he, you know, went back to the old gods. A lot of people say that no, they had him removed from the annals of history because of his associate association with Akhenaten or whatever. Uh but so while most of the tombs in the Valley of Kings like this is what I was saying. We're we're looted. Oh, did I tell did I tell you about how like all the uh, graves were robbed except for his? You just mentioned that grave robbers were about, and I sort of filled in the blanks. But yeah, that oh, I right, mean that don't right. surprise me at all. Like I mean, dude, for thousands of years, graves that they filled with gold and cake and shit. I mean, the cake probably didn't yeah. hit after you know a couple of weeks, but no. like, of course, of course, that got raided. Like, I, I mean, it is wild that any of them were left. You know what I mean? Like, I get why right. King Tut's tomb was such a big deal, you know, when I really think about it. Because, I mean, yeah, that completely makes sense. So back to his death a little bit. I told you that, uh, well, actually, I didn't talk about his death. I was told that he had malaria and shit. There's like a ton of theories as to how he died. They can't really figure it out because, oh, first off, they're having a hard time with it's pretty hard to do an autopsy on a motherfucker that's like 10,000 years old turns out mm -hmm. i guess it's and just dust like, it's yeah, <laughs> to, right. test the dust but, but it wasn't but he was mummified right so like hey, dude, that was the dude, whole that dude. was the whole point of mummification was so as to not make you dust in the future yes yes but even more interesting he was mummified but he was also covered with a and all this is what they call it because they don't have a word for it because they don't know what it is. He was covered with like a black goo, like venom, like his whole body what? was covered. The whole top of his mummy was covered in a black goo that they still don't know what the fuck it is. For so they real? Scra That's for real. wild as hell. That's dude. wild he as shit, that, right? Yeah. He had that, that goo on him. That ancient goo, that ancient god goo, I guess. Yeah, so he's got up. all this, he's got all this black goo on him, and they like, like, oh, gross. So they get rid of right, that yeah, shit. Right. And that's not it. Yeah, they just threw it all the way in 1922. Right. They're like, we right. shouldn't study that at all. Wash that off. That. that ain't it. <laughs> Watch off this mysterious goo. We don't know what yeah. for. Uh, but and but none of these start... dudes got cursed. Now, see, like so, to me, no, everyone I thinks there's a curse. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Because I, I was going to say, yeah. like, to me, that's just begging for a curse. You throw all that Pharaoh goo away. Yeah. Yeah. They go, you're going to get, you know, some sand magic up in your ass. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what a lot of people Skate say. Like, or... <laughs> that, that, that's what a lot of people are like. Well, this guy was a British archaeologist. So he went and dug up the tomb. And next thing you know, World War Two. You know what I mean? Like he took mm -hmm. the curse back to Britain. And well, like now, I feel it, like that's a bit of a stretch. Oh, that's I your, agree. Yeah, <laughs> that one was happening. They just need to make a curse, uh, you know, make sense. They're like, hey, what happened yeah, right. 20 years after that? Right. <laughs> yeah, Hitler. Right. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so. So <laughs> I'm sure there's more. I'm sure that if I Googled King Tut curse, I could go down a whole rabbit hole there, but I don't have uh, enough time. So like, be, so they find all this goo on him and then they're like, Okay, well, we got to figure out what killed this motherfucker. And they're like, well, there's a hole in his head right there. Open and shut case. And then they're sure. like, no, that was how they embalmed people back then. And like when you were a pharaoh, they would like, 
by the way, I'm getting into the I think I remember this correctly territory of the history of Professor Joe. They were like they would take your they would take your organs out and do separate mummy stuff with it and then like sit yeah. it in there. They put them in like jars and shit, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they take the yeah, organs yeah, out yeah. and put them in separate little mini mummy yeah. jars and yeah. Yeah. So they're like, no, it, it that's not why he died. That was all part of like the embalming process and shit like that. And a lot of people were it like, It is kind well, of funny thinking about it from that perspective that like somebody who don't know about mummies would come yeah. in here and be like, well, he died from having his heart took out and his lungs. <laughs> yeah. out. It's like he got a hole he in his head. No and he ain't got no heart or lungs or liver or nothing. That's what killed the guy. And I then somebody believe else, he lived as long as he somebody did. Somebody else is like, oh, Nigel doesn't know about mummies. No, it's, yeah, they did that, Nigel. It's yeah, like, right. Oh, well, well then, I don't know, malaria. <laughs> so, so a couple theories on how he dies was, of course, you know, once they discovered malaria, they were like, well, I mean, it was probably that, you know, but he also, uh, his chest, which was, it was, he was missing some ribs and a sternum, which wouldn't have been something that they did in the autopsy. They I said that it might've been, they say it might've been crushed in an accident or he possibly fell from his chariot, uh, then there's other people that are just like, no, 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 no. He just died an invalid because, uh, if, as you can see from the autopsies, he had a club foot and he mm. had several canes in there. So, like, he just, he died Didn't of not hit. hitting. He died yeah, of not he, hitting. He, he Seems pretty clear to me. It's wild to think that in ancient times, some guy could have got his sternum blowed out by a chariot accident. And then, like, now I guess they're saying that's what killed him, but that'd be a why. Anyway, whatever. It's It seems pretty clear to me. Like, no, he died of not hitting, is all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I'm I on team think he, he didn't hit. <laughs> I'm, I'm on team he didn't hit, too. Uh, there's a couple other theories. And one that is uh, my favorite, which was he got killed by a hippopotamus. Mm -hmm. And they do that. They do do I, that. I, dude, I swear to God. So I was reading this thing about him getting killed by a hippopotamus. Like it was just in this paragraph and they, they it was just kind of a throwaway. And I was like, okay, I need to know why someone thought that. And then I went back to read this other thing. And the person, it was like a, a, a Reddit comment and like this science community or something. They're like, why do people think that he was possibly eaten by a hippopotamus? And someone said, basically they be doing that. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like they do it is be a doing thing. That. It is a thing uh, that they yeah, be like, doing. Well, you know how hippos be. I mean, goddamn. Yeah. So it's funny. It's basic, like somebody. Like, well, anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's like they're. It's almost racist against hippos. Do you know what I mean? That's fine. Like, we got to figure out why. No, I'm saying that's what their thought. Like that makes it sound yeah. like that was their thought process. They were yeah. like, uh, like, did you ever see that onion? There was like a fake on, an onion news story about. The search continues for the black man who killed this lady in the bear <laughs> preserve, right? And it's like so clear that a bear mauled this lady to death. And they yeah. were like, we will find the black man who did this, right? Yeah. Well, it's like, I feel like that's what's happening with hippos right here. They're like, you know yeah. what was around back then? Hippos. Hippos. And yeah. You know what they be doing, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, so that's what it's like. It this sounds really dart throwy to me. Yeah, you know, no, what I mean, I mean all it's of like, it does. Like malaria, maybe or hippo, hippo. Been. Hey, chariot <laughs> exploded his chest. We don't know. And and, and again, it, all of that, I I tend to come back to 
Sounds like he died of not hunting. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's basically like uh, this whole era of history no, is yeah. is that. But we've talked about right. this a million we times. Have, like, yeah. look, man, because there's definitely going to be people who comment on this episode is like, you got this wrong, you got this wrong, you got this wrong. I'm telling you what I motherfucking read. They're wrong right. too. And like when I was doing, I can't remember what episode it was. Like I would read two different articles, both saying a different thing, and both of them were like dot uk gov you know websites right. because they're they're all just throwing shit at the wall like the only right. thing that the only thing that they know for a fact is that he was super young probably 19 when he died that's the only thing that they know from for a fact based on like i guess they count the rings in his bones i don't mm -hmm. fucking know but like there's also another theory that he was like hermaphroditic because yeah, they I say i've heard that before yeah because they say that like you know, uh, the the way that his bot his his lower half is shaped like a woman, and he was teeny tiny, and he had a pussy or whatever. Like he didn't have a pussy, but like he might have had a pussy. But like they're saying, like he could have been one of them with both, and it would have made sense because like his chromosomes weren't in, they didn't come from a good starting spot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that there's anything wrong with with that, but like it is a not normal thing that happens when wires get crossed. So yeah, I, or I sisters just, get fucked. Or sisters get fucked. Sisters yeah. get fucked. Chromosomes get haywire. Shit happens. Yeah, but that's that's King Tut. Like again, that he didn't really do anything. Like he did, he didn't reign for that long. He didn't win any major battles that I know of. He didn't conquer something great. The reason that he is super famous is because of how unknown he was for a very very long period of time and that's interesting right. to everybody and it's interesting thinking about somebody you know getting erased from history like that and it got me to think and it's like man can, you know you know we talked about this a million times like in like the the reason that everybody thinks like oh 70s music is is the best like there were they didn't even put out bad music in the 70s is because all the bad music that they put out it didn't last you know what I mean? Like it, we exactly. don't listen to the bad yeah, music. Right. And like right. back in the ancient Roman times, they're like, "Oh, everybody was a genius scholar." It's like, no, those are just the ones that you hear about. Mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with the episode, but it's tangentially related to me thinking about King Tut and the erasure of King Tut, and how the only like every decade's greatest of becomes their legacy. Do you think that now? with the internet and the fact that everything is recorded and nothing ever gets deleted and it's all out there that like that's kind of done like we don't i mean i'm not gonna really no no i don't think so and the reason why okay. is because i mean by the 70s or whatever like it's not like it's not like the lesser known lesser hitting radio hits of the 70s it's not like they're lost to the sands of time that's true they just, people just don't fuck with them like what you know they exist you can go find them yeah, and listen right. to them if you want to we just don't so i i don't know why that would i don't know why that would change even with the okay. internet age like before before that yes like in you know and like in the past when it was past stuff yeah but i think looking at just somewhat recent history i think it'll be similar to that Okay, and one last question, tangentially related to uh, that we're history with Professor Cho King Touch done. That is all I know. I thank y'all. But here's what I want to ask: Who do you think fell off harder, Egypt or Rome? Hmm. I mean, I guess I'd have to say Egypt, just because, like, For sure, they don't hit anymore at all. Right. Right. And I mean, Rome I, hits and, still. 
I'm basing this almost entirely on who's that dude that's the Egyptian, uh, John Stewart. You remember that guy? He yeah, got, yeah. he got big there for a minute. Yeah, he did. Because he was doing John Stewart shit in Egypt during the Arab Spring. Um, right. I feel bad because he's like, you know, I mean, I respect Hold the guy on. and everything. I just can't remember his name right now because, I mean, you know, I'm looking him he up. was Egyptian, not American. Ba- uh, Basim Youssef. Yeah, ba- yeah, Basim ba- Youssef. Basim Youssef. He's a that handsome dude, fucking man, too. He's a very handsome man. Uh, I've heard interviews and stuff with him where he talks about how, like, you know, people talk about how insanely terrible America is getting and his whole thing on it is just like, y'all of Egypt. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> we way worse, right? And, that, yeah. and that's the type of thing that I sort of, like, try to keep in perspective. And so it seems like Egypt is not great today. Right. And, a, and Rome is Italy, fine. the spaghetti people, they're ridiculous and we laugh at them and that's fine. But like, you know, they hit well enough. So but, I got to give that to Egypt, I think. Also, I think just Egypt based was, on that. It, this is going to sound crazy to say because like, you know, of the Roman Empire was insane. But like, if you really look at like, the the pyramids and the amount of gold that they would just bury with people and like dude. like like King Tut, oh my god like, dude dude it, like it's if, insane to paraphrase a Chris Rock joke if King Tut woke up with Jeff Bezos's money he'd jump off a fucking building right you know what I mean, I mean and that yeah, is no, insane dude, that, to no, think about the, no the ancient Egyptians were one of the wildest things in all of human history because like they were fucking them motherfuckers was like Rome like. Yeah. 3,000 years before yep. Rome. Like, yep. it's crazy. Their shit is wild. It is but, wild. I actually yeah. kind of now want to just do an episode, uh, like not on Cleopatra or, or King Tut, but just on ancient Egypt so we can go more into it. And yeah. uh, that might be a thing that we do uh, on another episode of Putting on Airs. We hope y'all enjoyed it. We sure enjoyed being here. How do we end these shows? <laughs> I don't remember, but I'll tell you all. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, we're not, because of the nature of how we've done this episode, there's not going to be a clearing the airs because clearing the airs is kind of just the thing that we've done here right now. So this is the end of it. You're about to be played off by the lovely Lydia Loveless. And uh, we appreciate y'all and yeah like i said we've got another couple of things in store for you it's a little different but should hit and then soon we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program so yeah that's it for us here at putting one, on two, airs three, four, one, see you two, love you three, bye four. royalty rednecks are alike they both like cutting and picking fights biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs.